0: Hello, I'm Casey Brazil, And I'm TJ Barczek. And this is Work Friends. Work Friends is a podcast about business, entrepreneurship, and work. Uh, for our first topic today, I wanted to talk about the Pomodoro technique. Let me just start by asking, have you heard of this? Have I've you- never heard of that word. Okay, so Pomodoro just means tomato. Um, but I, I heard about this on a TED Talk that I'll be happy to link to. And it's a very simple idea about efficiency and keeping yourself honest and getting things done. So why is it Pomodoro as compared to each tomato? Is it, oh, it was. A, it's an Italian guy who okay. thought <laughs> um, And he had a little tomato-shaped timer, and like an egg timer, and the length of the timer, the longest it could go was 25 minutes. So he would set his little egg timer thing, or Pomodoro timer, if you will, and then try and work on a task exactly for 25 minutes, and then once the bell rang, take a mandated five-minute break and then set it again. Have you ever done anything like this to try and make yourself more productive? Uh, have you ever done anything like that where you're like, I'm going to only do this for 10 minutes or anything like that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, as as someone who, who, you know, I, I like to dive into things, I like to get in the weeds and a little bit, you know, micromanaged, detail oriented, whatever, whatever, I find myself going down that rabbit hole, uh, fairly frequently and getting, you know, off task or off, um.
0: Like lost in details lost
1: in details so setting a timer for myself has been incredibly important um, a it like it, it prevents you from getting the weeds but also it it, it forces you to focus because if you see a, oh I only have five minutes left to kind of put a put a bow on this on this task um, you know you'll you'll actually work harder um, I, I've recently started journaling a lot more. Um, it's something we've talked about in the past on, on this podcast and we've been doing that a lot more. Uh, and I, I set a timer for my journaling because oh, yeah. theoretically you can journal all day if you wanted mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, uh, I'll, I'll do a lot of you know, just night writing, just getting thoughts down on paper. But every morning I'm doing uh, just a quick like 10 minute journal mm-hmm. and setting that. And it, like I said, A, it, it, it has an endpoint, so mm-hmm. it prevents me from you know writing three pages or whatever it may be. But also, it for that ten minutes, I am locked in because I know I have only ten minutes to do this. So I'm almost writing consistently for that ten minutes. When I mm-hmm. don't set a timer for my journaling, I will you know write a sentence, think about the next one. You I'll, get
0: better output because it's yeah. faster. You know you're on a time. Yeah, watch. I
1: remember in it must have been like fifth, sixth grade. Uh, English teacher had us, you know, beginning of every class, five minutes, write as many words as you can, and it didn't matter what the content was. Uh, you literally got graded on how many words you wrote.
0: <laughs> uh, so you're just writing A, a a a, pretty, a, 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 Pretty
1: much, but it had to be, it could be a fictional story, it could be a journal, it could yeah, be whatever I want. And it was, it was just about, like I said, it, it wasn't like, it was more of a, comp- like, it's not like if you only wrote 30 words, you got a D. Like, uh-huh. it was such a small part of your grade, but like, I think it was great for me, because it just it just helped me Um, verbalize things a little bit better those sort of things and yeah it's definitely something like I said I'll do more in my personal life Uh, I don't think I do it too much at work Yeah, I'd love to hear hear, hear your side of it.
0: I definitely have uh, have done what you're saying where you use it in order to keep from getting kind of lost in a rabbit hole and uh, I think everyone kind of knows that in the broad sense deadlines are good but these mini deadlines can also be helpful. Uh, the thing that I'm really excited about it is, so I've been trying to learn piano, which is something I'm like afraid to even say out loud because of how slow <laughs> the progress on it has been and how like very frustrating it is. But one thing I find with piano is that I always feel like I don't have enough time to practice, and that kind of time gets distended while I'm playing, right? Because If you play something perfectly and it's a two minute piece, sure you know how long it's taking you. But you never play it perfectly and this time it takes four minutes and this time it takes one minute. And if you're really struggling, it's going to feel like it's taking forever. So so I find I'm more likely to let myself off the hook and be like oh I played for a while (laughs) and then look at the clock and be like no I did not play for a while at all. So I'm trying to use it both to give myself the feeling of it's only this 25-minute period in the day, or it's—I think probably for piano for me, it'll be—I'll—I'll I'll go to like 35 minutes. Um, but also to kind of keep myself honest, so that I say, "Look, I know I—I I know I feel like I've worked on this a lot, but this is how much I work on it. I do this every day. Like I never need to set a timer on my workout because it." More or less takes me that long to do all the things in that workout, whereas a creative thing like journaling, mm-hmm. like piano, it have you don't need career, that at all you know, daily end point. So what do you? So you use this on? You said you use this on journaling. Do you have you used it on anything else?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I definitely because ha- it, it goes back to like the scheduling piece which we've talked about before. In that um, you know, if I say you know it's half an hour to I'm going to play video games with my son Mm -hmm. and it's a half hour thing part of it is I don't want him playing video games for one of them half hour but it's also like during that half hour this is what we're doing we're playing video games right so Mm -hmm. it's it's, you you don't you know, if I didn't set that timer, I think I'd be trying to multitask. I'd be trying to do different things. You know, if I get bored 10 minutes in, I'm going to stop and I'm going to do something else. Mm-hmm. So if I'm doing, you know, it's not a it's not a true, I'm not setting a timer on, like, my phone the way I do with journaling. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I'm doing things with my son, like, we're going to the park, yeah. I will I will say, you know, we're going to the park and we're coming home at 6 o'clock. I will usually set that time mm-hmm. out. You know, in advance. So yeah, it's not a timer, but it's it is right. And we do this all we do this all the time, right? Anything that's in your calendar, anything that's scheduled. If a meeting's an hour, that's was it Pomodoro?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Pomodoro.
1: Uh, That's I mean, that's that's what that is, right? We do it at work, not thinking that that's what it is, right? A meeting is a Pomodoro technique. It's
0: funny to me to hear you say bring up. Your kid, because of course we do this with kids all the time. Uh, you always want to like, set expectations to kids because kids are so impulsive and emotional and they get into something and they just want to, like, I just want to be here playing with these wood chips until I die. You know, I like, think <laughs> yeah. that's a very yeah. two year old way of thinking. And, you know, it might, it's of course hard to get, you know, kids to think rationally about stuff. But I'm sure it's helpful to start out by setting an expectation like we do this for a half hour or you know we're going to leave in five minutes or your nap time is at you know, yeah. 1 or whatever. Uh, I think it's, it's funny. It, it maybe points back at something I often think is that like, things we do for children and things that we know children mm-hmm. need, we forget that we still <laughs> we like still, those We things. still need them? Absolutely. Like, like children crave structure. You know, they want to know what the rules are. Even if they complain about them, even if they say they hate the rules, the fact that there are rules will help children, especially like in a school situation, learn better, enjoy their class more, etc. And I think people also crave rules. And as you get more senior and you have less of a you know minute-by-minute type of job, it's it's more and more on you to create this external structure on your life.
1: Absolutely. I, I, I've been re- rereading a bunch of uh, Seth Godin's stuff. We'll more to that in the kind of the second topic. But one of his, his theories or whatever that he talks about a lot is how kind of our education structure is a little bit broken in that it was designed to create line workers, it was designed mm-hmm. to create manufacturing employees. Uh, and the manufacturing process and the, the all you know the henry ford model is very is very pomodoro technique right it's very you have So So you have 10 seconds to screw this cap on this nozzle, right? Exactly. It's very that way. And our education system is the same way, right? We do English class for 52 minutes, right? And then there's a five minute break and then you do math class for 52 minutes. Mm -hmm. And lunch is 30 minutes. And there's these, and part of it is just, you know, you need to wrangle kids and get 30 kids moving in the same direction and whatever it may be. But that's, I mean, this is how we were trained for You know, uh, up to uh, through college, you know. a quarter of our lives at minimum, right? Mm-hmm. for anyone who's younger, most of our lives has been totally. spent doing this technique. And then you get out in the workplace and you're expected just to, like, create these processes for yourself, but no one actually trains you in how to how to do that. that if that's the way our minds have been programmed to work and our parents have told us, you, do, you go to soccer practice from here to here, you yeah. go to school from here to here, you wake up here, you eat breakfast here... To, to create those same structures, especially for an entrepreneurial person, for mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, if you want to learn something like the piano, if you want to get in better shape, uh, it, it, it almost makes too much sense, and yet I, I don't think i do it as much as I probably
0: should. Totally. The other piece of it, and this is the last thing I'll say about it that's seductive to me, is there's this mandated break, right? It's 25 minutes on, 5 minutes off. And I think that we forget that our minds are not just ourselves thinking in the most conscious way that we use our mind. Especially when you're learning something like a language or an instrument or when you're wrestling with some problem. Often the work that your mind does is not in your conscious mind. So, you know, you're working on a piece for a long time. You get to your break, you say, oh, thank God I don't have to do that. But even while you're taking that five minutes to check your email or stretch or whatever you do, when you sit back down, you you may find that you've learned something. You know your your subconscious mind has put it together, and I uh, that's something that that I find happens, and it can be it's good to have a start end. Discipline to your breaks too, because it keeps your breaks from getting too long, and it also keeps your, it makes sure that you actually take that break you said you were gonna take.
1: Absolutely. Uh, One of the podcasts you recommended for me is one called Cortex, which I listen to, and uh, there's there's two guys, one of the guys being a little OCD YouTube star, whatever you wanna call, but, He will go like fourteen hours using this technique. He'll go I forgot the time. We're
0: talking about CGP Gray. He he is a nutbag, but a very successful one. (laughs) Very
1: successful and will do the he does the I don't I forget the times, but you know if it's twenty five minutes of working, five minute break for like fourteen hours. Like he'll do it all day for like three or four straight days until he gets like carpal tunnel. Because he does a lot of design work, a lot of like weird stuff on the computer, and he'll literally just half hour on, five minute break, half hour on, five minute break, and then he'll schedule like a lunch, which is not, like, it's fully in his calendar with breaks, with work, like, like, the the concept of doing that for like fourteen hours a day for three or four straight days is mind blowing. I don't have the uh, willpower I think. I don't know. But I like, mean
0: you're a really ambitious dude, I've seen God. you do a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: yeah, but but I mean it, it proves that if you if you can really commit to this technique, there's some dividends. on last week's podcast we talked a lot about identities and defining ourselves uh, as part of the groups we're part of and all that sort of stuff so it it led me to kind of reread some of the Seth Godin stuff and he has this one book called Tribes which very common in his kind of talks so Seth Godin business writer very successful uh, you know recently did this alt MBA thing Uh, you can you know Wikipedia him. His list is 14 bestsellers, 18 bestsellers, something like that. Uh, one of the, you know, great business writers. If you Google blog, his is the first one that comes up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty – I mean, he started it – he still runs it, I think, on WordPress, like old yes, school. Yes, it's up. a
0: very old-looking blog, but <laughs> yeah. it's an excellent blog.
1: Yeah, yeah. he was just one of the first ones to do it, so his, his uh, SEO and search engine optimization is <laughs> pretty, pretty high up there. Uh, but anyways, he wrote this book called Tribes, and it's one of his main tenants where uh, if you want to be successful – and we've talked about this with the podcast – is you find – you identify a small group of people so Nike did it with runners but well, it's not a small group but like mm-hmm. if you want to start a business if you want to do anything find a group of people that have a similar interest and provide a service to them right? mm-hmm. so identify that tribe service a need to that tribe we don't often think about the tribes that we're a part of. We think I think a lot of people. There's a lot of media about the new tribes developing, right? So there's there's a, a you know a comic book tribe that's really expanded mm-hmm, sure. in media in the last couple of years. There's an entrepreneurial tribe that didn't mm-hmm. exist 10 years ago that media and books and all these sort of things are starting to cater to. Um, you know there's there's a you know obviously in the uh, fitness thing, right? CrossFit is identified a, a tribe. People that totally. that wanted um, a, that you know being part of a runners group wasn't enough. They needed more of a family uh, ties that bind piece of fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think with the you know expansion of the internet and you know the the, the uh, decentralization of the the family and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. we, we often look for tribes. So we want to yeah. feel a part of something. We want to feel this. So. Uh, after that long kind of intro, uh, what do, what do you consider some of your tribes, or how do you, you know, groups of people that you feel akin to?
0: Absolutely. So there's, like, many things. I feel like the, there's some crossover here. A tribe could often be kind of like a fandom, you know, and there's a way in which fandoms are expanded so much by the Internet, right, because you have your discussion boards, you have your Reddit threads, that kind of thing. So, like... Tribes I'm a part of. Uh, man, this is going to be embarrassing to enumerate <laughs> these. Like uh, I'm a redditor for sure. sure. You know, I So I, if
1: you run someone at a bar and you find out they're on Reddit, you, you feel you feel like oh. I feel
0: a kinship right. with them. I have a deep vein of things we could talk about. Uh, you know that I complain about, share interests with for sure. You know within that, like, uh, like I'm a White Sox fan, right? So sure. like that specific. Delineation subgroup of songwriters. <laughs> you you, you uh, frequent the White Sox Reddit page. The White Sox subreddit. That's, that's, that's a whole. That's a whole. So i kind of I can't. Remember. Yeah, but like this is the this is the phenomenon you're talking about, right? So yeah. when I was in high school, I had probably seven or eight people that I saw every day who wanted to talk about the White Sox all the time. <laughs> I see none of those people. <laughs> like Dan, I see Dan sometimes we're talking once a month tops yeah. so like to scratch that itch yeah that page offers me a lot other tribes. so like obviously we have this podcast right so seeking out information about this trying to figure out how to make this audio less crappy sorry listener you know things like that there there's a group of people that i identify with there. songwriter you know I i could go on and on but i I don't know because I haven't read this book and I don't, I don't have as deep of a knowledge of it. You've read some I, of his blog posts about it. Absolutely. Basic. But that makes me kind of interested in asking you like so if I say like I'm a songwriter, I'm a redditor, I'm a podcaster, I'm a certainly Chicago writers like I have a bunch of Chicago writers that I interact with and talk to on a daily basis. It's people who are interested in city planning and talk about it like my Twitter feed yeah, and my absolutely. people that I interact with on Twitter are very often people People who, you know, want to talk about how to make buses work better and <laughs> what's the optimal height for apartments in the I central city. one of
1: my friends who, a whole Facebook feed is about how CTA is terrible.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> well there's some of that, certainly, but, at, you know, more, I know. like, systemic. Uh,
1: I'll point them in your direction. Sometime. Absolutely. I'd, be, I'd
0: love to, you know, always want to complain about the CTA with my homies. I certainly have those tribes. Let me turn it back to you and say, what tribes are you a part of?
1: I don't have a good answer, right? So, uh, I think the, the big ones are based around things I do outside of work, right? I sure. play Ultimate Frisbee. That is a very
0: There's no defined
1: doubt tribe, a tribe, right? Yeah, and if absolutely. I go, if whenever I've, I've moved a bunch of times in my life, the first thing I do is look up the local elite level Ultimate Frisbee game mm-hmm. because I know I walk into that and I will have a group of friends. Like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's almost immediate. that I, I, When I moved to Cincinnati... I looked up the elite game, playing on staying in a hotel. Day one of Cincinnati, brought a case of beer to the elite little frisbee game. Ended up staying at a guy's house for a month until I found a place. Awesome. There's there's these tribes, and I'll, you know, watch games on ESPN3, and the, that, that's a very defined tribe. And when you run into people that play at that elite level, like Absolutely. it's easy, right? There's ones I used to be a part of, right, so in college I was a poli-sci major, so running in those circles, and I'll still go to the occasional, uh, you know, neighborhood democratic, you know, team meetings and those sort of things, and you feel a kinship, and you have things to relate to and uh, conversations to have. Um, Obviously, you know, my my high school friends, we were, uh, you know, the, the typical kind of counter... (laughs) Counter-revolution, <laughs> you know, philosophy kids, mm-hmm. uh, and like you know, running into circles of that, and like you know, if you want to, you want to go deep dive on Nietzsche, like uh, we'll be best friends and we'll talk at the bar all night,
0: that sort of stuff. Like there's, there's a
1: tribe there. There's I a,
0: rarely see you not wearing something that says Michigan State, so obviously college. Yeah, that's a yeah.
1: good, that's a good one. And like, and there's things, right? I, I'm from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Literally, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had a friend be like oh my god, someone else from the UP is here. And they'll be, like, the UP's to drive end-to-end end is, uh, the upper peninsula of Michigan, it is six hours to drive end-to-end. End. They'll be like, this other person's from, like, oh, where are you from? Like, Munising. And that is three hours from where I grew up. That is not close. There's zero chance we have ever interacted in our lives. But, like, we will be best friends the rest of the night. Just That's from right. these weird, I mean, it's like telling someone you're from Wyoming or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, same, same kind of difference. Uh, it, it's small and unique enough where anyone else from that area, uh, obviously, kinship. Michigan State, um, obviously, you know, people see you wearing Michigan State stuff, which I'm wearing a Michigan State t shirt right now. Like, there's things to talk about. You know how to have a conversation. I think so much of it is, like, the purpose of this podcast is we want people to have. Conversations and not about the weather right and it's it's mm. if you have if you find something to identify that tribe with the tribe you're a part of you have a handhold you yeah you immediately have something to connect about that's a little bit below the surface and a little bit beyond in, in Chicago I mean do you do you actively seek out people of your tribes or how do you how do you find people is it more accident
0: no I mean it's I absolutely think about this in uh, Purposeful way. So, for the city planning thing, right? Anyone who likes or comments on my article, especially if I tweet something about city planning that I've written, and someone responds to that, I'm going to look at their profile, right? Yeah. And then if they also write about if it's city planning and not just making fun of you, well. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... It, like, city planning is such a There's not, not a lot of hecklers. <laughs> it's not like writing about Hillary or, or Trump, right? Not everyone has an opinion. And the people who care about it tend to care about it a great deal. The, so I absolutely have sought out a tribe that way. You know, as a songwriter, right, there's always... You're, you know, you always are trying to keep a band. Or I am. You know, some songwriters yeah. play a piano and sing and are on their own. But, like meeting bassists and meeting drummers and meeting horn players and bringing in people to feature on an album and trying to find people open for you when you're on the road and trying to open for people when they're in town. That's absolutely something that I have uh, looked to to do. And I, of the many things that you have to do in these tribes that I might be good or bad at, talking to people is more to my strengths, right? I'm not shy. I'm not uh, self-conscious. So I'm it, I'm quick to reach out to people, especially when I think, oh, you're interested in something yeah. I'm interested in. I can ask you about that. And most people's favorite subject is themselves.
1: <laughs> of course, the thing something I've been thinking about is, you know, I think we do this with like social media is we we clean it and we we want kind of echoing opinions, right? We we tend to mm. if some, we tend to block or you know ignore people that uh, or opinions we disagree with. Yeah. Good and bad for different reasons, mm-hmm. right?
0: You get in these mental cultures. Yeah,
1: and, and there's certain tribes, like frisbee's easy. I can go find a frisbee game online, I can go to, I can meet people, I can join a team, I can do these sort of things and, and meet people and that similar things. There's some other ones that you, you talked about that are, it's harder to find people, mm-hmm. especially local people, that yeah. are part of that, to to expand that tribe or to uh, if it's it's an itch to get that itch scratched, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. What are some techniques that you have used for any of your tribes to to meet people physically?
0: Because
1: mm. I think I think I, I want to take this beyond the internet tribe, which yeah. is a real thing. Into well, how do we ex- I don't know, make make new friends? Sounds weird, but yeah. like. Meet similar-minded people or with common shared interests.
0: It's an interesting question. I first I would say that I have had difficulty doing that. Like I, I think we all have. Sure. Like there, our friends are our friends
1: because we met them through a friend. Sure. <laughs> most most of the time.
0: But I would imagine because I live a more online life than the average person, I would imagine I have more friends that are just internet friends yeah, than you do. I like don't I don't have any. I probably. <laughs> I have probably like 20 people that I that I feel a, a more or less close yeah. kinship with, and it's just somebody that I argue with the White Sox. Uh, with, it's about the White Sox, <laughs> or it's somebody who. God guys, damn you, shy fan 52. Totally. Or like. <laughs> Like a guy who teaches economics at the University of Chicago, who writes about city planning, right? I've never met that guy. Sure. I never talked to him. And I, if I did meet him, I probably, I might not have that much to yeah. talk with him about. That's interesting. But mediated through these spaces, like him commenting on my articles, me commenting on his articles, whatever the news of the day is, like they're building a train car in Seattle, we can uh, have an online sure. kind of argument about that, and when I have met people like this, like for example, Josh Hannigurney is a writer who we both had blogs at the same time, we got to be kind of friends online for a long time. When we met in person, totally nice guy, but it's kind of like weird, like, this is you in real life. When I talk to you online, I get to think of something funny to say, and then you think of something <laughs> funny to say. Now, I have to that's interact you, with listen, you. That's what happens at the bar, right? I, mean, yeah.
1: I think of something funny to say, you... No, ignore but, me and then say something funny yourself, and I do the
0: same. It's it, <laughs> at the bar you, you get you have the real life lag time, you have, <laughs> like you have to be watching them. But online, I've got seven different windows open. <laughs> After I say my funny thing, I go and I watch, you know, Murder She Wrote on YouTube or whatever. It's funny because I I have some of these tribes that are really kind of I built for myself online. They have trouble porting over to Meet Space. Right.
1: I mean, that's not, not important, right? I, there's sometimes, I, sometimes I wish I didn't have to see my friends in person, so...
0: <laughs> but I want to take your question seriously and answer it, but I don't really know how. Like, some things I have sought out in person, and they're mostly things that have to be done in person. So, like, yes, music is like course. Frisbee, right? So I might invite you to do a jam or invite you to come record on our record, or we're playing on the same bill, and I come over because everybody else on this bill is terrible, but I liked your band and I want to tell you, and then maybe we trade information and that kind of helps us both maybe build an audience or maybe not, but at least it's like that connection is lends itself more readily to the real world.
1: That, I mean, that makes a, a ton of sense, and I guess, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's not, I mean, it's not important, but it's something I've thought about recently in terms of I, I know what my interests are, and I would like to to your, to your point of like make more friends or just kind of expand that tribe Sure, sure. Uh, and the entrepreneurial side and this is part of the Seth Godin thing to kind of bring it full circle an entrepreneur right essentially what they're doing is they're identifying a tribe and then servicing a the need for those tribes because no one knows those tribes the way you do right mm-hmm. if there is uh, you know a White Sox fan thing or if there's a you know whatever urban planning have you ever thought about the servicing a need that they might have that's currently not being serviced absolutely
0: absolutely so like as a writer everything you're trying to write you don't want to think about it from a straight like the market perspective but sometimes you do because you are you're seeing a bunch of things and you're like that article has been written 10 times that way right. i don't want to write that again you know so you're like what what are the cracks where where what are people not talking about or often, for me, the inspiration of what I'm talking about in city planning will be, I read something and I think, man, no. They missed the boat on this. Right. They, they made an argument and they just left out a key component that really would change your perspective. So, I think uh, a lot of what you do, a lot of where the good ideas for articles come from, is seeing what's out there. And, you know, it's not just writing a takedown, but it's like where do my contributions, where can my contributions fit into this and, and make this better, right? Because if your ideas don't come from nowhere, right, right? <laughs> and you can say, like, oh, I only write for myself. But the truth is you yourself, if you, even if you did try and cut yourself off from other influences, you're going to run out of grist for the mill. Grist for the mill Yeah you, you can give me A new a new phrase Every one of these <laughs> Well I, I, I'm old timey <laughs> Apparently
1: I am You're in the, old, the old Old man tribe Yeah <laughs> Well that. tell me Tell
0: me yeah. <laughs> what, what else you got for me, old man tribe
1: what, no, yeah. that's That's interesting Right Because I mean Right, uh, frisbee in general is just a bunch of like hipster white kids. Uh, so there's a ton of like companies that have kind of sprung up
0: yeah. servicing
1: those needs. Uh, but no, something is like some you know vibes in the in the entrepreneurial circles. It's something I think about a lot. It's like, what tribes am I a part of? What needs are not being serviced? Could I potentially do? I have the skill set, the network, whatever it is to um, to fulfill those. And uh, I mean, obviously, like nothing specific but sure. uh, you know, sometimes it's something as small as you know, writing a blog post or sometimes I
0: absolutely yeah. think that and I, I would say okay so to give concrete ways to kind of reach out to people that you don't know and have no reason to know having, some, having your thoughts in writing is helpful because then it gives you something to share and like something for people to react to but also people are so accessible now Right. right in a way that they never would have been in in the past. So like, even if this was nineteen seventy, I don't know that I would be able to find the address of like even not famous people that I wanted to interact with. And now because of the internet, you have the ability to contact so many more people. And if you do it through these forums like Reddit and Twitter, which may sound like nerdy or something you don't wanna get into but the advantage of them is that you're expected to do that if i reach out to somebody who has written a number of books on city planning over twitter they they understand that that's like this is a way for them to interact with their fans and it's kind of like a a trodden road whereas if i try and call them at their office that might be a little bit more <laughs> right. awkward right cuz who are you but it's very easy to tweet at someone like hey i liked your book second tweet why should roads be laid out in grids and not be cul de sacs or sure. whatever your particular sure. question might be?
1: Do you actually care about the question or is the question just used as an intro?
0: Uh, usually I care about the question, but I also want the intro. I usually want both because if I liked your book, I have questions about it. Just, right? Yeah. Because if I didn't like your book, I probably didn't engage enough to figure out my questions. I've just thought, like, you're talking about peak oil that is a done thing we're
1: not worried about peak oil you know or in, whatever ins- insider talk we'll, yeah. we'll do a whole podcast on peak oil someday <laughs> I want to understand peak oil I have a lot of questions I about don't it. even know what that means <laughs> oh. but, uh, but no like and maybe it's just me coming from the sales world because so much of our questions are just complete bullshit and we don't actually care about yeah. the answer and that they are like oh how the Red Sox doing lately like I don't care but yeah. like if I'm in Boston I'll
0: say shit like that right but if you can Care, it's probably <laughs> it better. Makes it better yes. Yeah, you probably asked the question in a more complete way. Jumping over to Quick Hits, it could only be avoided for so long. Let's talk about Pokemon Go. <laughs>
1: <I> mean, <laughs> We're just like three weeks late, it's fine.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's. I feel like it, the wave is just still picking up stream. Are you on it? No, I'm not. I said stream, but I think it's Steam. And I guess waves don't pick... Anyway, (laughs) Pokemon Go, how much longer are people going to know... Like, is that going to be a word that people know in 10 years? Yeah, first of all.
1: Yeah, any app that has more users than Tinder, yeah, people will know Tinder in 10 years, right? I, I, I have to believe so. I don't think it has the longevity or the lasting power. Like, I don't think you're reading news articles on BuzzFeed about it a year from now like I don't yeah. think it has that sort of like the way you know something like Tinder did or something like that but yeah so uh, I, I I haven't downloaded it on my phone I actually I don't I think I deleted it um, and it was more about you know my son I was trying to think of something to do I was like oh we could spend three, four hours wandering around the city, catching Pokemon. He'll Absolutely. love
0: Absolutely. And you should follow trends. That's, yeah. you know, and part of it. It was fun. And we had a good time,
1: in. and we walked around the city, uh, looking like a bunch of idiots, uh, stopping in front of bars. So, it's really easy in Chicago, downtown, because there's, uh, PokeStops literally every, like, two per block, hmm. uh, which is the difficulty for, for some of the more rural areas. Uh, So it's actually, it's great, it's awesome. It it was actually really, really fun, but I I made it to, like, level three and then deleted the app.
0: I would say the way that you are reading a BuzzFeed about this in a couple years is if it does what video games often do and they have successful sequels. So, like, video games are a little bit more sticky than some other media that kind of come and go. I could imagine if this is the most successful AR game that there's ever been even if it gets surpassed by better more successful AR games we will continue to come back to it in the way that Mario keeps getting redone or Doom or any popular video game you can imagine like it's it's rare that a game is this successful and doesn't get a sequel and Pokemon lord knows has right. <laughs> infinite iterations yeah. of infinite And I kinds. think I
1: think that's your key point in that and kinda of why I said, you know, people ten years from now will will still know what it is, is because there's an evolution that happened that I think will continue to happen in that video games have been console based forever, whether mm-hmm. that was a computer or PlayStation, whatever it may be. Mobile games kind of changed that, right? So now you can play mobile games forever, but it was still on a console. It yeah. was still it, it was still Based in your phone. This takes the real world and that AR element of it, uh, which I think has some Incredible Incredible Potential And it's basically Just taking Foursquare Which has existed Forever And turning Foursquare Into an actual It was kind of a game Because you could be The the leader At whatever location And you're gametizing Foursquare Mm -hmm. Just to to an even Higher extent
0: And adding a very High quality IP to it Like an IP That really has A lot of value Behind it Well that's I think that's the big point About Pokemon Go Is that this game
1: Has existed For four years People don't realize that. I forget what the name of the game was. All they did is take that
0: game. So, the reason why Pokestops. It's a very close knockoff of something. No, the reason
1: Pokestops exist at strip clubs, the reason all these sort of things exist, is because people created them in said past game. Um, All they did was take. Past sci-fi based game
0: and, and put it.
1: Pokemon instead of weird alien creatures, and instead of whatever they had their versions of gems were. Is this new version of, mm. uh, of the put? So they they literally just put the IP over the top of this game. That's existed for like three or four years.
0: God, it's amazing the power of an IP that. To me, this is just a commercial for its own products, It's the entire IP. It's like, gotta catch them all. Like, buy more things could be yeah. the name of the... Well, like the Lego uh, movie, which is one of my favorite movies.
1: It's just a commercial. It's just a two-hour commercial. I
0: know, but at least they're... Well, anyway, I, that's, that's a rabbit hole. One thing I wanted to talk about in it in terms of, of commerce is a very small point, but it was an interesting one, that someone created a meme about this on Reddit where this, this person has a coffee shop, and they keep dropping... You can buy Pokemon lures. lures. Yeah, so this person, man or woman, I don't know, uh, on Reddit, more likely to be a man, was dropping lures in their coffee shop, and they had this huge spike in the amount of business that that they've had there, and I thought, well, of course. There are two
1: bars on my block, within a block from me. Mm -hmm. One bar has... uh, It's like... 10% 10% off for any level 10s or above. Oh, nice. The other one has something like 20% off for whoever is the team winning the gym. I never made it to the where I could go to gyms. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But there's a sign up front. It's the, the Globe Pub in Chicago. Literally, like Hilarious. whoever is the leading team at the local gym mm-hmm. gets said percent off.
0: I love it. I want.
1: A have you heard? Have you heard the the negative things about the lures?
0: Oh well, I've heard about like Storts. people getting robbed yeah. and people walking off cliffs and, and people
1: walking into drug deals. Drug dealers using them as there's a funny story in the UK, which the game hadn't expanded to the UK at this point. Uh-huh. A guy was playing and only kind of catching things in his house because they didn't have Pokestops stops and like yeah. all that sort of stuff. Playing his house and he, he noticed a lure. And he's like that's weird. Why would there be a lure in the UK? Mm-hmm. The game really hasn't come here yet. It's like yeah. week 1. And he he like all right, I'll go check it out. And he has his phone out. And he's walking up, and he sees two guys also with their phones out. He's like, hey, like, how you guys doing? And the guy's like, really, really good. Like, can we help you out with anything? And he's like, no, dude, just, you know, just doing the same thing you guys are. And they're like, all right, cool. And they, they talk, apparently, for, like, five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. He thinks they're talking about Pokemon. They think they're talking about drugs. And he sees mm-hmm. someone, like, actually line, line up, like, a line of Coke on his phone and offer it to him. And he's like, oh, shit, this is not... I <laughs> know that that story real, but that's Fantastic. a great story.
0: And that is something that's been reported that like there are so many hoax Pokemon stories yeah, out yeah, there yeah, right now. But it's easy to see how they would do it. I think quick hits today is quick hit. Thank you very much for listening. If you like the show, please write us a review on iTunes. It helps people find the show. If you want to support us, please go to our website which is workfriendspodcast.com. There you can find links our Amazon affiliate links. Uh, if you click on this link, anything you buy at Amazon, we get a little kickback on. doesn't affect your cost. It's just a way for us to make a little bit of money on the show. Thank you so
1: buy much. Buy better mics. Game. We want to buy better mics. Indeed. Use the Amazon link.
0: Yes. Yes, indeed. Sorry for the audio quality. We had a, little, a couple of snafus, but uh, we will be back full power next week.